the problem when you have a Jew on the other side of the screen is that because it's relatable and because I can culturally see eye to eye to it, so then it also becomes almost halachically um, an authority also. And I look to it for my, for my answers. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Think Torah. This is Rethink with Wogi and Shmuley, episode four. We're going to discuss today the dangers, in my opinion, of strictly Jewish media and what it means for something to have a hechsher, um, what you can rely on and what you cannot. As always, there's always sponsorships available. If you want to sponsor Lila Nishma somebody or advertise a business or a side gig that you have, um, you can always reach out to us. Or if you yourself have um, any Jewish content that you want to advertise, um, you can always reach out to us at thinkerstorah at gmail.com. Feel free to also hit us up with any comments or suggestions of things that we should discuss or things you didn't like or things you did like. Um, Let us know and I hope you enjoy today's episode of Rethink. Um, Today I want to discuss this from my point of view. It seems to be a need in our community for specifically Jewish media. And it seems that this this is Jewish entertainment. This is Jewish content. Not specifically Torah content, but Jewish media. And I question the motives of that, of that need, the motives of um, those who need Jewish media. I, I happen to love Jewish media, so I'm, I'm excited about this topic. So you're, you're assuming it's a need. You're, you're, it sounds like you're saying there's a religious need uh, for Jewish media. And you're questioning what that need is. You want to, you want to explore the need. Am I understanding exactly? That and that's the assumption I'm making: this, that it's not just quality content, meaning good Jewish writing. It's also entertainment. And then I question: Why do we need entertainment to be specifically Jewish? What is what would be the need for that? Is there is it just a want? Is it just like a cultural thing that this is just what we produce because we're Jews? And I hope it's not that. So therefore, I go to the to the opposite, and I say it's a need, and then I and then I question what the need is. So that's where I got to my assumption that that it's a need, and and I question the the motive of the need. Okay, okay, very interesting. Last night, for the first time, I I was watching this program on kosher.com. This chef, Chef Yossi, this is not a paid okay. advertisement. Yossi makes Shabbos or something. It was wonderful. <laughs> this guy is cooking the steak with this incredible French kind of cooker that you put in water, the sous vide, and it gets it to the exact right temperature, all this stuff. It was phenomenal. And, and I, I, I was blown away. It, it was the, the, the quality was incredible. The movie editor, the editor, the, the, the cooking. It was like a cooking show. Like, wow, this is awesome. But it was this guy, Yassi, he's a high Michigan guy. And, and, and 
you know? So my question is, do you need to watch it from a Jew? Because there's really good quality cooking shows out there that has been proven they're good because they make millions of dollars and millions of people watch them. So there's really good cooking shows out there. Why specifically this one? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah. Or is that rhetorical? No. <laughs> I mean, that's really the question, but, but whatever your answer is, is going to be the answer that, I'm, that I want. I mean, I'm setting you up for it. Right. Okay. Um, well, um, it wasn't like such a, you know, I, I was looking around for, you know, kosher recipes. Um, and that's why we ended up on kosher.com. I guess you could ask, um, okay, you don't have to ask the question on yourself, but you could ask, why does such a thing exist? There is right. such good quality cooking shows out there. Right, right. Um, so why did they feel a need or why did they see a void and, and create this show? So, I mean, there's no, see, I don't, I don't want to get caught up in this one specific example. Right, you know, this example only saying, represents the paradigm, but it represents a lot of well, most Jewish media that they see a void, they see something so, missing, and they so want to yes and no. Yes, I mean, cooking, you can very easily say that, well, in, the, in, in a non-Jewish cooking show, it's a lot of non-kosher ingredients. So much of it is going to be mixing, you know, milk and meat, or let's say might have to do with, uh, you know, pig or, you know, just ingredients that aren't kosher. So they made a cooking show that's exclusively with kosher items. Um, is there anything wrong with watching a cooking show that they're milking, that they're, they're um, mixing? No, but, well, milk and uh, well, okay. It, I guess, well, it depends why you're watching the cooking show. Okay. If your intent is to learn recipes, you're probably not going to learn recipes from there. Right, but right. But if you're just watching it to enjoy it, right. Um, well, okay. Let's take a step back. I I don't know if I agree with your assumption that the reason why we have Jewish media is, or you know, not not just Jewish media, but Jewish entertainment, Jewish media, Jewish Jewish, Jewish culturally. What did you say? Jewish journalism, Jewish literature. Jewish journalism, Jewish literature. I, I, I think before you start getting into the fact that it's a way of avoiding secular culture, I think a very important aspect of it is that us Jews have a culture and we should celebrate it. I think we should celebrate Jewish culture. I, I do think there is value to Jewish culture um, I don't think you'd have a question why, let's say, if you were to come across a, um, you know, Sephardic cookbook or the, or the, the, the uh, a magazine that has to do with specifically, you know, catered for the Jewish Persian community, would you say, well, why you Persians, why do you need your own magazine or your own special uh, cooking book and, 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 and literature, just like, just use our literature and they'll tell you, oh, we do enjoy your literature, we do appreciate it, but this is us, this is who we are, it reflects us, it's about us, we're, we're, we, um, we want something that has to do with us, 
yeah, we'll read other stuff also, but but um, it's very interesting to be involved in literature or um, culture and entertainment that that you identify with. For example, um, it, have you watched um, Sumbayu? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So. So there's something about that because it's so relevant in certain ways that it's, you know, you're dealing with Jews, even though one of the actresses apparently is not Jewish, but you're dealing with <laughs> the most Jewish actress, the most Jewish Basis role is not Jewish. Um, um, what? That's funny. <laughs> Well, it sort of throws a it throws a whole wrench in the in the theory. It, it it throws a wrench in the whole thing. But but anyway, I, I I loved it. I had a great time watching it because it's it's my culture. It's relatable. It, it's about us. Yeah, I appreciate you know other comedy also, but um, I think it's very important. And it a healthy community will be producing. Uh, its own literature, its own media, its own... It's its like... Um, another kind of example is you have national newspapers, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, you know, the Washington Post, and then every city has its newspaper, you know, the Baltimore Sun, um, and then neighborhoods have, have periodicals and papers because it has to do with us. You know, the we're at one in Baltimore. That's a, that's a Baltimore... Uh, uh, newspaper, not newspaper, but a, a monthly, you know, periodical. Um, is there something wrong with Baltimore people reading the real when and not reading, you know, something else? No, that that's them. It's it has it's more it's more focused. It's more specialized. So that's what I, I'm trying to say. I don't think there's a need for um, specifically a Jewish culture that it that it creates itself the culture that's created I'm okay with, but to go and create a Jewish culture, I don't think there's any need, but I, that's a bigger discussion. I don't necessarily think that that's for, for, for right now. Um, uh, a, a pitfall or a problem that I see that could be with this, with this creating, um, creating things that are specifically for us and, and like culturally more relatable for, for Jews is that when a Jew when a, when a non-Jew puts on a show, right? Uh, let's call it an entertainment. Let's call it a cooking show. And he puts on a show. You know, because he's made something with milk and meat, you know that the stuff he's making is not kosher. It's not specifically kosher. There's no reliance as an authority in what you should make or what you should do in your home because of what you see on the screen. Because it's very clear that person is a is a non-Jew or that person creates things that are not acceptable for me and my standard, therefore I won't have them. But the problem that presents that is presented when you have a Jew on the other side of the screen is that because it's relatable and because I can culturally see eye to eye to it, so then it also becomes almost halachically um, an authority also. And I look to it right. for my for my answers, and I think that that's problematic because there you have culture deciding halacha, 
And it's, it cannot be that way because you cannot learn Judaism from the Jews, right? As was, was famously said, you cannot right. look at Jewish culture and say, this is the halacha because as a culture, we do so many things that are inappropriate or not halachically acceptable, but they're done because kacha, this is the way we do it. Not to rehash Lashon Hara, but Lashon Hara is one of those things that culturally, this is just what we do. We make fun of people. We, you know, uh, Grahman on, on Purim. Grahman on Purim is probably not the way it's been culturally accepted is probably not halachically acceptable. If someone's going to look at it with a scrutiny, like, like a serious, do some serious introspection on Grahman, you're like, yeah, it's probably not halachically acceptable. But yet we'll, we'll do it because this is kacha, this is the way we do things. And that's problematic because, yeah, and even to the point where like people are like, what do you mean this part of my misora, man? My grandfather <laughs> did this, right? And there's so many things that we do that are like, uh, culturally, this is what we do, but halakhically may not be for everyone or may not be 100% acceptable. So that's a problem with, that I find with Jewish culture in general or from culture in general. And it comes out with Jewish media because here you have Jews um, innocently producing Jewish media, but to their consumers, they're producing something that may be an authority in halacha, which it, it, it in no way is. Right. That's very, that's very interesting. And just the irony, just to point out the irony is that we are engaging in this Jewish media ourselves. Yeah, Wogi and I, um, we are, I think, trying to fill some kind of void. I don't know if we're trying to, no, I don't think we're trying to fill a void. I think we just both think we have intelligent things or interesting things and entertaining things to offer, and we're coming and offering it. So we are part of this Jewish media that we're talking about. Um, So I I thought about this long and hard because... This is something that's very, it's like very, very, very dear to me, this concept of um, Jewish culture and um, being an authority. And that's why I think that Think Torah represents something that's a little bit different, and at least my vision for it, it should be something that's specifically not stuck in, in culture. We can discuss from the right to the left, to here, to there, to the good and the bad, obviously, but we can go in so many different places. That's where I want Think Tower to go because I don't want it to be stuck in, you know, dictated by the culture. I don't want it to create a new culture. I just want it to be a voice and let people think out of the box. That's my, um, that's my vision for it. And I don't know if that's the vision for every um, media outlet out there, if, that, if that's their vision, if their vision is to allow people to think and allow people to find a safe place where they are not stuck in the culture. I think they're just trying to create more cultures. Well, besides what I think they're actually doing, but that's, that's irrelevant. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little confused because I, my understanding of what you were saying is basically any content that's created by Jews has a threat that other Jews will just automatically kind of let it seep in because, oh, it's by Jews, you know, there's going to be some kind of credibility to it, especially if you have a rabbinical board that officially oversees what you're doing. Um, 
Um, right. I think it's the equivalent of a Jew putting on a cooking show where he, where he cooks non-kosher, meaning obviously not, not halakhli unacceptable where he doesn't cook um, milk and meat, but where he's cooking, he's cooking non-kosher. So it confuses your mind because here's a Jew. He should only be cooking good, but he's not because he's in essence saying, I'm not halakhic authority. Watch me for entertainment purposes only and watch me specifically because I'm a Jew, but don't rely on me for, for your halakha. That I can appreciate right. because that I think opens people's minds to the reason why I'm watching is because it's good quality content and not because he's a Jew. And we have to do introspection. I don't know if this is true, but you, you have to ask yourself and, and think about the community that we live in. From, from my experience, I've seen this, that people would rather listen to Jews because it's safer. What do you mean it's safer? Jews can, Jews can swear too. Jews can do inappropriate things too. Why is it safer? Because you're watching something that, that has, you know, a Jewish, a Jewish word in the title, you know, it's called kvetch and all of a sudden you can rely on it. D stop. Don't rely. We can't rely. Okay. So, I mean, I, I think there are two, I do think there are two purposes there that it's safer but also, I think the people who are creating Jewish content would like to create it on the level that you would actually turn to them because their content is interesting and you, you actually want the content. Um, I think that they have a benefit where that they can work. They don't have to work as hard or be as talented because they know that people will turn to them because it's safer and because officially they are safer. Um, um, yeah, my question but, on that though is, is who said? Meaning, then you get into problems so, because then they have a rabbinic board. But I don't necessarily need. Like, why do I need a hechsher on my on my media, on my videos, on my YouTube? I don't. I I'm the machshir. I should be able to look at that and say, is that appropriate for me or not? And if I can't do that, then I have bigger issues, and I shouldn't be watching. But, it, but assuming that I'm, that I'm in control and I'm able to say, hey, this is something I want to consume or this is something I don't want to consume and ask that question to myself, then that's great. But I need, I need a rub to tell me the, the, right. the media, the journalism I can consume. Again, just to define, um, to keep this clear, we're not talking about stuff that's not kosher, not kosher for your soul, not kosher for your, for your uh, stomach. I mean, I'm not talking about things that, it, that are um, specifically inappropriate or past that line. I'm talking about the gray area things, the things that are unclear, um, perhaps even the things that are a gateway into worse things. Um, if you start here, you might end up there, right? We all know YouTube, right? right? YouTube's famous for, uh, we start watching uh, Michael Jordan's best highlights and we end up with a giraffe on a trampoline jumping into a pool so who knows what happened in between all that where we end up that's true that there are there are things that in in the media out there especially in the age of the internet that could bring us into bad into negative or inappropriate places so just to define um that the conversation is not about things that are totally not okay totally not okay things are not okay without a hechsher with a hechsher it doesn't matter they're not okay we're talking about the things that are the gray area. The person can decide if he wants to consume them or not. 
So just to recap, just to, to, to get a hold of where the conversation is flowing, well, you're saying, what's the, do we really need Jewish media? Why can't people take responsibility for themselves and decide what to consume or not consume? And make exactly. your choices, you know, make your choices about what you want to consume, what you don't want to consume, and then and, and, and choose whatever the, the best quality that's out there. Um, right. And, Based on this, it, it brings me to that exactly right into that idea that it seems like the need for Jewish media is a need to shut our minds off. It's a need that we have that we cannot make that decision and take responsibility for the media that we consume to consume appropriate and good material. Um, and we don't have that ability to do that. So therefore we look to Jewish media in order to turn it off. And if you, if you go through like your scrutinous, not everything that is produced by a Jew for Jews and has a Jewish name is material that to, to, to drive the point home is material that you would want your kids necessarily watching. Or if that was created by a secular creator, you may not want them to watch that because it could have negative connotations or negative effects on them. But yet right. we consume it as a culturally, we consume it because it has a Jewish name to it. And that's where well, I think. I, I, right. I mean, I think there, there are so many aspects to this. Um, I think we, we've grown up in a, uh, in a time where, um, like, the, kind of like, where's the shift? In other words, I think 30, 40 years ago, there was much less Jewish media. I mean, you had the Jewish Observer and the Alga Minor Journal. Um, Even in uh, Europe, probably, there was stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. In Europe, there's a lot of stuff. Um, um, but that may have been... In Europe, it may, it may have been for a whole different reason. I don't want to get into speculation about Europe. Um, but like here in America, I mean, you probably had a Jewish action. But 30, 40 years ago, I mean, people probably got, you know, they bought the regular newspapers. Um, you know, near the stroll, you were allowed to get the Wall Street Journal. I think you're still allowed to get the Wall Street Journal. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's checking, but... Um, <laughs> but... Um, I wonder if there was a shift. I wonder a few things. First of all, I wonder if we're, we're kind of in the culture, we're already stuck in a culture where everything we do is Jewish, it's all Jewish entertainment, yada, yada, yada. But if you go to like the old timers, you know, people in the 60s, 70s, it's very possible they'll, they'll tell you, I can hear people telling you, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with having a subscription to the New York Times. Okay, that's a whole schmooze in and of itself. Or the Wall Street Journal. You know, what's the big deal? Old timers, I think, are a lot of old timers are still getting these papers. You know, I'm on Yeshiva Lane, right? I'm walking home, let's say from the base Midrash. I see the Baltimore Sun being delivered, you know, to a few houses, the Baltimore Sun, maybe the Wall Street Journal, um, uh, Terrible Bames houses. Um, we're not going to mention names. Um, I would love you. <laughs> Don't, but I'm saying that I appreciate <laughs> that. I think that that's so that's so balanced and healthy to be able to, to be able to see and make and take responsibility for what you consume. I will take right. not so, everything the Baltimore uh, sun sometimes, is kosher. Uh, kosher, Right. 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 But I think sometimes these things just take on a life of their own, whereby 
everyone kind of starts consuming certain literature or certain stuff and they don't consume the secular and then it just becomes like, oh, this is what you do. I don't know if there's a master plan. Someone's pulling the threads and saying, you should be consuming Jewish literature because, you know, I, I think. Well, this brings, this brings into a bigger conversation because you're, what you're saying is you're noticing a problem in our communities that certain things we do without, without actually having well, a plan for them. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me just, I, I, I would love at certain times to listen to something and just be able to turn my brain off. In, in other words, a person, you know, like Pinchas Lubiger, the Pinchas Lubiger, Masifta of West Bloomfield, my friend told me, he said, it's not unusual for like, to listen to certain speakers who people would say like, oh, those speakers are for women. Like he said, like they're in the car, they've been learning Be'in all day, they just want to relax, but they want to do something talkless. They just want to like, they just want to kind of chill or, or kind of like on sl- more of a sleep mode, but, but, you know, not be going full speed. So you, you want to, you want something to be, to, to fill that need that you don't have to, you know, be on alert. So fine, so you get, you get the mishpacha, you get the army, like you don't have to be, you know, on guard, as they say, on guard. You, if you, you get the New York Times, you get the Wall Street Journal, you have to be on guard. Yeah, I, but I, the problem is if you're living like that, meaning if you're, for a guy who's in Ian all day and he, and he says, okay, now I need a minute to chill and he's choosing to chill and this is how he's choosing his leisure, I can understand. But is, are we all doing that? Do we all consume these things only because now we need to chill and this is how we're going to chill? Or are we always living like that, that, it's right. easier if I have that magazine in my house and not another one because the other one I have to be on. E- we don't live easier. Right. Right. Like exactly what you're saying is my, is my issue. Very interesting. But I, I, I mean, I think there's, there's a place for easier. And also I think there's a place for, for Jewish entertainment. For Jewish cult, for for culturally appropriate, you know, I I um I don't need the Jewish, you know, analytical roundup of the week's politics. I've no interest in that. I've no interest in hearing some someone who has no bearing on anything, you know national opinion writing an analysis um of the week's news in the jewish newspaper i'm not interested in that i'm interested in jewish content you know my question is why that stuff exists that's exactly what i'm asking like specific magazines this stuff exists all over it it, i i feel the same way with jewish entertainment is if i want to watch a good youtube channel i'll turn on i'll turn on someone who's uh like somebody who's who's creating entertainment meant for just mindless, stupid watching, like Mr. Beast or something, you know? I'll watch something that's meant for that. And then right. I, what I have to watch it with a Jewish song in the background. Like what? That, right, right, right. That's something right. that I applaud or I right. think is appropriate. Yeah, I think you're making a great point. We are incubating, we are incubating 
very much the, the, the next generation of Jews. We are integrating right. them. Everything is Jewish. Which is so cool because usually we think of that only as like um, when people are like insular. And our, our, our firm communities are pretty insular, but we look more at the Hasidish communities as like, oh, those are insular. But, you know, some of the, the communities that we live in are, are more open. But yet, in, in incubating the next generation, it's just... Different culture. I mean, do you, do, do you need your kids watching... Um, what's, that, what's that kid, Mendel the Mitzvah? Right, um, all those things. My kids, if, when, we're, when, we, when, we, when my kids watch... Barney. Yeah, given, when they do listen, when they do watch right. that, Peppa Pig and Barney. Right, And right. they sing all the Barney songs to all their friends here in Israel. They teach them all... Right, um, right. Boom, boom, but then again, crazy, and that. And but then again, is there not something beautiful to seeing a kid who just because of not Batramidos or or let's say Shmokunda, but because of um um you know his watching certain things, he just has such a wide range of ideas. You know, is there is there something beautiful to that? Is something beautiful to the innocence? Again, ideas you pick up, ideas you pick up without thinking. But there's a purity. I think there's a pure. Now, I'm not saying it's 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 good enough for everyone, but I do think there's a purity. But the question is, with that purity comes along the, the danger of that once anything aside from this purity is bad, and that's a real danger. Yeah. So we we've launched into kids, which is into chinuch, which is always an interesting. Um, twist on it. We've taken that that idea of um, turning off your brain and turning and just wanting a chill, and then giving that you know giving that over to the next generation, sort of at a bigger scale where they they they're never really on. Um, oh, so that that's where we that we launched into kids. But I I want to go one. I just want to go into one other direction for a second um, before we call this before we call this quits. Right. Okay. I also have a point. So. Just remind me okay. if I'm going to forget. So you, it. Yeah. You, you can go. You go first. I, I, I think this touches also on, is there a value to just staying away from Gaish culture? Uh, In awesome. other words. That's exactly where I wanted to go because I knew that you, you wanted to go. Right. You have someone who grew up in B'nai Brock. He's never heard of Hollywood. I'm giving a marshal. I don't mean B'nai Brock, that people in B'nai Brock actually like this. I think B'nai Brock probably nowadays is very... Uh, as a big variety. Let's say you could have someone who can grow up in a community, a beautiful community. He loves Torah. That's what he knows. He knows Yiddish culture. He knows Jewish culture. He doesn't know anything about secular culture. He doesn't know secular music. He doesn't know secular literature. This is what he knows. Is that better than someone who happens to know secular culture? I'm not talking about, was that better or worse? It could be, it may be worse, you know, Kachma Bagayim Tamen. Yes, someone who grew up in a regular middle, mainstream, middle of the ground, went to Neri Straw, went to the mirror, yada, yada, yada. You know, he knows some of the top, you know, famous secular things, but he's a Matsmid and he works hard. And he's worked in the Rebbe Sashem. You know, is there a Milo in not having that, that other culture additive? A mile in what? In in his halacha, in his Torah, in his, in, his Torah observance. Well, I, 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 in his identity, a mile in his identity. Eh. I think there's a purity. Not, I mean, I, I, 
I mean, you have to go down to the to the wire and you have to ask, is this a lot is is his um mitzvah observance better or enhanced by that fact? Because well, I think I don't that's think everything it's not just about the mitzvahs. It's like to create something with the mitzvahs. Oh, correct. I'm not talking about a base mitzvah observance. I'm talking about just going, just just asking that: Is this person thriving and 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 living as a Jew, as a Jew, which is dictated by the Torah and the mitzvahs and halacha, better because he never watched Breaking Bad, which he should, in my opinion. I never watched Breaking Bad. Well, Shmuel, you got yourself. <laughs> A five season? <laughs> Somewhere cut out. Right. Well, uh, um, I think th there's a lot of levels to it because I think part of just our makeup is that we need things outside of Ruchnius. We need things. We can't, just like you can't just breathe pure oxygen. It's not healthy, I think. I've heard such a thing. There need to be these other additives in it. It's very rare to have someone who can just grow up in, in, in some kind of pure ruchniistic estate and not have any, you know, it, it, a person needs kind of plainer content inside of themselves. But if it's possible, theoretically, to grow up without any of those additives, and, and um, I can hear, I can hear, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have Jewish, you know, I, I, I think that's a very high madrego. I, I think there's a mile to it. Yeah, okay. okay. That's great. I, I happen to disagree with you. I happen to not think that that enhances his, his Torah mitzvah um, bottom line. And I think that, yeah, his identity as a Jew, his comfortability to be someone who's never seen these, these um, TV shows, who's never doesn't know who Walter White is or wouldn't know Ross if you said it um, to him. I think there's, he's very Jewish, but I don't think he's a better or worse Jew because of it. So that's, that's, our, that's our argument there. Um, and so I, I just wanted to end this off. I just want to use it like because of my assumption and because of my um, theory here of why it exists, I think that we need to look at not specifically Jewish media. It's not about Jewish media and if you read it or if you don't, but it's about the motive and the reason why you're reading it. And if you're reading it to only because it's finally, you know, this is something I can trust and turn my mind off to. And this is something that it's trustworthy. We just need to rethink how we relate to things and how we relate to Hachshirim really and how we relate to things. Right that have stamps on them that they're good. What right. we need to think about what needs to be good, what needs to have a hachshar, why it needs to have a hachshar. Um, and, and we need to rethink the things that may not need a hachshar and why they, why they currently have a hachshar and what that hachshar means to us. Because we need to be able to take responsibility for the things that we put into our minds, we put into our hearts and we put into our souls. And, whether it's Jewish content or not Jewish content, you're going to be plagued with forever with things that are, um, that question your fundamental belief. And it can come from right. Jewish sources and, and, and it can come from Jewish sources, this overindulgence in, in um, the physical world or in money or in Kavod. These are things that 
you know, the Mishnah says that these things could take a person out of the world. And yet, from a Jew, he, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's possessing and showing these things. Same thing with food. Uh, making so much food on a TV show. Is that appropriate to make so much food for Yantif? I don't know. Right. But I know that when I watch that from a secular TV show, I'm able to say, wow, that's gluttonous. That's gross. But right. yeah, when I watch the Jewish one, I say, ah, covet Yantif. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you have to keep your mind on. And as you consume, right. you always have to keep and take responsibility for what you're consuming. Amen.